BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I just choked on my own spit. So that was a first. Um, we are batching some of these episodes, by the way. So if you think I've been sick for months on end, <laughs> it's actually only been a couple days. That's why my voice sounds like this. But anyways. It sucks that it's the few days we're batching episodes. I know. You literally have a cold. Love that. Happy Friday. Happy mm-hmm. bonus episode Friday. Hope you guys are having a great December and mm-hmm. a great holiday season so far. I know I am. Actually, <laughs> I have literally not been getting into the Christmas spirit in any form or fashion. At this moment, I don't have any decor. I know once this goes up, I'll probably have a Christmas tree and stuff. But, you know, I've just been vibing with for, and kind of forgetting that it's December, honestly. So I need to get on my grind. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Thank you for validating me. We'll we'll do some more. Hopefully by the time this goes up, we'll have done some, you know, Christmassy things together. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. We're, we've planned to do a little white elephant mm-hmm. party, which mm-hmm. will have already taken place at this point, point but that'll be really hopefully fun. Hopefully it was fun. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> it was fun. If you didn't see a post about it, <laughs> yeah. then it means it was not fun. Yeah. It means we were embarrassed of it. Well, we don't have any life updates because this is batched. So... So anything we tell you is going to be irrelevant at this point. It's going to be so, So, like, such old news. Go to our Instagram or YouTube or our TikToks to see what's up with us at the moment. I'm sure that's where you can get all of the recent current information. But we're going to do our little advice column as usual. We do these once a month. It's always a little bonus episode. And you guys write in and we give you our advice. So let's get on into it, shall we? Yes. And we're not doing one on the 31st of this month. That's why it's today on the 17th, by the way. So because fortunately, it's not a bonus bonus episode. It's just our bonus episode that's been moved to yes. an earlier date. So that it's not like right next to the holidays. Yes. Okay. Thank you for being absolute rays of sunshine and always making my day whenever you release a podcast each week. You truly feel like my besties and put out the most positive vibes while still being genuine. You are such an inspiration. That is so kind. Thank you. So nice. As for advice, I'm in a bit of a pickle. I want to preface this by saying I have the sweetest boyfriend and he is so kind and so amazing. I bet he's not. (laughs) I also have a really good guy friend. My guy friend, let's call him Mitch, started talking to a girl. She seems really sweet, so that's good. Mitch has always been single, but now that he's talking to this new girl, I find myself feeling jealous. 
should I be feeling like this? I don't know what to do. There are things about my boyfriend that I don't see in a husband, but I feel like Mitch checks all my boxes. Feeling conflicted and would love any bit of advice. Are you really feeling conflicted? Because it sounds like you just said, I want my husband to be Mitch and not my current boyfriend. How old is she? She doesn't say how old she is because it depends. I'm like, if you're in high school, then like that's different than if you're like mid-20s and actually genuinely dating yeah. to get married at this moment, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like you like Mitch 100%. Yeah, 100%. It's like, one, it's like every rom-com there ever was. Like you're jealous when he has a girlfriend. He's always been single. No. He has everything you want in a husband. Okay. Why, why didn't you guys date before? Girl, what you doing? I feel like you writing this in is yourself trying to trick yourself into like maybe staying with your boyfriend. Yeah. But the fact that you wrote this in subconsciously means that you kind of want an excuse to break up with your boyfriend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. So break up with your boyfriend. Do it. <laughs> Do it now. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Oh, Breakups are horrible. I'm just like Awful. thinking about the conversations when you have to break up with someone is just uh, dreadful. Hello, ladies. I love you all and have been listening and following the journey since the very first, first episode. I'm a little older than you gals, 29, and listening makes me feel young. Haha. <laughs> anyway, I need some marriage advice. My husband and I have seriously grown apart because he is a serious workaholic. He works in the golf industry, which requires him to work every single weekend and holiday. Dang, that sucks. I work a typical Monday through Friday job with holidays off. His only day off is Monday, unless that Monday is a holiday, then he has to work. Awesome. He leaves to work around 6 a.m. and doesn't get back until 8 p.m. Oh my gosh. So as you can imagine, I am alone a lot of the time. It's been like this for the past three years. I'm tired of feeling like I'm single when I'm married. I've brought it up multiple times, but he shuts down and tells me he loves his job and can't see himself doing anything else. What do I do? I think I'd like to have kids one day, but I get turned off by the idea of basically raising them by myself because he's gone all the time. I'm at the point of issuing the ultimatum of it's the job or me. Is that selfish? Help. Love you too, and Beth. Thanks. P.S. We've been together since I was 19 and married for four years. Oh my Sheesh. gosh, that's hard. That I almost so hard. I almost don't feel like an ultimatum is bad in this scenario mm-hmm. because of how much it's affecting you and how much it would affect your future. I'm not saying like be a jerk, like me or the job, pick one now. But I feel like you need to like address reevaluate this. the priorities. Yeah, you need to like address this head on. And I mean, I guess you have, and he says he's not willing to give up his job, but. If you're like, well, I'm like very unhappy because I never see you. And mm-hmm. I don't know now if I even want to start a family because like I didn't sign up for this. Like yeah. I didn't realize that this is how it was going to be. To me, that makes sense to do that. 100%. And it's about compromise. So it's not like he, I mean, I don't know what his job entails, but it's like if he can somehow, if he's just working to work, like if there's, you know, he's staying late because he wants to get ahead on things and he's just kind of going above and beyond which is great, a great aspect. But when it takes over like the place of your marriage and your relationship and he's not willing to compromise, then yeah, that is a problem. That is an issue. That That's true. It depends what his work entails because if he is just working to work because like you said, he's a workaholic, that is definitely a problem. He's prioritizing that over you. Mm-hmm. That's really not cool. But if his job is just super, like it just uh, requires a lot of his attention, I don't know. That's rough yeah. because I don't know how you say literally quit your job like, or quit your job. Yeah. divorce me. That's pretty. I know, but it's, 
it kind of comes down to that because when it, when you're married and that's your happiness and that's the relationship, especially before you have kids, like you definitely don't want to have to deal with this when you have multiple children you're work, you're trying to take no. care of. And It'll then get harder. Yeah. You're feeling so lonely. That's only going to just expand that feeling, I guess. Yeah. And I feel like if you're not intentional, like even lately, I don't see life as much as I used to, even though we work together and I'll like at night we'll get into bed. I'm like, I have not spoken to you one time today. Yeah. Like it's such a weird feeling, especially the contrast of like, we usually work together 24 mm-hmm. seven, but now he's doing some of his own stuff. And like, we've just been, yeah, kind of doing our own thing. We still work together and definitely see each other more than the average person probably. But I even feel a smidge of that where I'm like, if we were apart all day, every day, it's like, if we were not intentional, then how would we mm-hmm. ever like literally have date nights and get to spend time together and talk to each other. Yeah. You have to be so much more intentional for sure. Definitely. And I don't think you're alone in feeling like this either. Like, I think there are a lot of women or men who are married to somebody who is like constantly working and constantly gone, especially if they have a job where they're traveling or something Mm -hmm. like that, or in the military or something. It's like such a hard thing to manage. And I definitely can relate at some points where Nick would work like really, really long hours and he wouldn't get back until late at night. And it would just be like, dang, I never see you. Like this sucks. Like we're supposed to be, you know, and that's when, like you said, prioritizing quality time comes into play. So I want, I, I would like to know like what you guys do Do to to prioritize. And obviously it's not enough though for you. For sure. If you're writing in that. Guess what I forgot while I was traveling for the holidays that I swore I was going to remember because I knew it would be a game changer. Let me guess. The Array Blow Capsules. Yep. And I even made a TikTok about it because I had the worst gas after Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. Like my, I was so bloated and oh, my stomach horrible. was actually hurting so bad. And I was livid that I forgot them. And I, you know, what's even more just makes me so mad is that I put them on the counter. I was like, I'm not forgetting these this time because last holiday season, I went home for the holidays and I forgot them and I was furious. So basically I was mad again, but I will be bringing them if I go anywhere for Christmas. So um, (laughs) if you guys do not, or if you're not familiar with Array, it was created to help women feel the best so that they can be their best through targeted products, which are 100% natural, filler-free, organic, formulated by a naturopathic doctor. Array's products work in under an hour, so you actually feel the results. It's really true. I can testify to this. The bloat capsules are versatile because they can be taken anytime, whether you had a plant-based meal or you did have something heavier like a pizza or a pasta. It optimizes your digestion with the use of five herbs and a fruit-based digestive enzyme, and it's completely laxative-free, so you're not going to be going running to the bathroom, but it still calms your stomach, which is amazing. These bloat capsules were designed to give people food freedom so you can enjoy the foods that you love without any discomfort, gas, or bloating after. Don't be like JC. Awesome. James, <laughs> Just me. kidding. But really, you, you need to have these on hand. Yes. And they also are very chic looking, so they look great on your beauty shelf or even in your purse. So go to Array.com and use the code what we said at checkout for 10% off a one-time purchase or 25% off first month on a subscription. That's array.com and use the code what we said at checkout. Go check it out. You know what I just got in the mail yesterday? It was like Christmas morning. Christmas came early. What was it? It was my Princess Polly package. And when I see that on my door, I'm just so happy because I have new outfits to wear. Instant serotonin. Exactly. I got the cutest shoes. I got this like button up that's 
perfect for my pregnant belly right now. And I was just feeling cute and it really made my day. So thank goodness for Princess Polly. I've been shopping there for years and they always have the perfect outfit for whatever I need, you know, um, at a special event, like you said last time, like loungewear, comfy clothes. Princess Polly has a huge range of winter outfits, party looks, and holiday styles, which you know I'm already obsessed with. Plus, with free shipping over $50 and super fast delivery from their LA warehouse, you can relax knowing your outfit will arrive before the weekend. They have like really cute puffer jackets right now, really cute jackets in general. I actually brought a bunch of Princess Polly stuff to Arizona when I visited um, because it's a little bit chillier where we were. And I have some really cute, like more winter pieces from them. I have this like plaid jacket thing that's like longer and some loungewear stuff. The photo I posted of me getting my hair done, I was wearing head to toe Princess Polly. Great cute. little neutral top that I'm obsessed with and some really cute, like silky black pants. So, also, if you're worried about your clothes not fitting, they have an amazing feature on their site called Fit Finder, which you can locate on the product pages of their website. All you do is answer a few questions and it will generate the size that's most likely going to fit your body, which I think is such an amazing feature because sometimes that's the worst part of shopping online is just guessing about your size. So it's a lifesaver. They also have a sustainable range called Earth Club, which is made from lower impact materials that are better for the environment. So if you are looking to shop more sustainably, their Earth Club range is the perfect place to go. So head over to princesspolly.com and use code what we said to get 20% off. That is princesspolly.com and use code what we said at checkout to get 20% off your order. Visit princesspolly.com for the latest fashion trends and use code what we said to get 20% off. So again, head over to princesspolly.com and use code what we said at checkout for 20% off your order. Offer available for a limited time. Okay, how big of an age gap is okay when you're dating in high school or even just having a crush on someone? Give us some. <laughs> um, she says when you're dating in high school. So, like examples of ages. Is she a freshman, you mean? I don't know. She just says how big of an age gap is okay when you're in high school. I feel like a freshman dating anyone above a sophomore to me is just a no. Yeah, the thing is, is when you're... It's different when you're like a junior. Yeah. Or a senior, yeah. obviously. I feel like one... One to two years of difference is okay. Like a senior and a sophomore, maybe. maybe. But maybe. I feel like one is best. Like a senior to a junior, I'm like, okay, I guess. A that. senior and a freshman, absolutely. Something not. Rum, rubs me the wrong way about that because freshman and senior are like worlds apart. No, no, no. That's like 18, an 18 year old and a freaking 14 year old. That's and I feel an like no, no matter what, when you're in high school, who you're dating should also be in high school at, at the bare minimum. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's like, well, I feel like if maybe you're a, if junior, you're a senior, senior, maybe if you're a senior, you can be dating someone who's like a year older than yeah. you or something. But even like someone who's in college, who's like off living in, you know, the dorms or something, no, I completely dating agree. like a junior no. or sophomore is creepy. No, that's not okay. And I just agree. That's very, di it's like the people who go to the prom, you know, uh, like it's, it's not. I feel like at that stage, you're in very different life stages. Mm -hmm. Like college and high school, is they're very different life yeah. stages. So I agree. It's like maybe if he's one year older than you, that would make sense to me. And it's like, oh, I don't know. You know he what? goes to your prom with you. You're a senior and he's he yeah, graduated one exactly. year ago. It's like, yeah, whatever. But if this guy's been grad... Well, I guess I'm just speaking if it's a guy or this guy or a girl is graduated like years That's before I mean, you yeah. and is back at the prom, it's going to be a no from me. Yeah, it's like... Especially if you're a junior, sophomore, freshman, just stay in high school. What do you mean? Stay dating in high school. Oh, stay, stay in stay school. In the, stay in, stay school, in the dating kids. pool. Also, you know what I just realized is like when age starts to really become a factor 
and when it's not as much of a factor is at different stages in your life, you are, when you're in high school, you mostly are surrounded by people your own age. Like you hang Mm -hmm. out with people who are literally born in the same year as you. Yeah. And then the older you get, like in college, and then when, especially when you get into the workplace, people start dating out of their age range a little bit because you're meeting all these different kinds Mm -hmm. of people. And and it's very normal to be associated with people years older than you, years younger than you. Mm -hmm. But even when you're in high school or like, you know, just school in general, if you're dating someone a lot older than you or a lot younger than you, it's like, when are you hanging out? And when are you seeing each other? It just doesn't make as much sense. I agree. So hope that answers her, her question. How do I put myself out there to date? I don't like dating apps, but don't know how else to meet other people. I'm going to make this quick and short. You're going to have to get on dating apps, I feel like. I mean... Or put yourself out there. Go to different... This is like... Here's the thing. But even then, it's like everybody else is on dating apps. So... Not everyone. Yeah, but most people, I feel like. They're at least like... Or they're in a relationship if they're not a dating app. Here's, here's my very blunt advice that some people are going to fight think you. I mean. It's like we get questions like this a lot where people will be like, basically ask you like, I want to do this, but I don't like. And it's like every excuse in the book. Yeah. Of, and I'm not saying it's, a, it's fine if you don't like dating apps. I'm not like shading you. But it's like. I want to work out really bad. I want to like prioritize my fitness, but I hate going to the gym and I don't want to do it at home because of this. And it's like, okay, then just don't write in because you (laughs) obviously aren't willing to prioritize that. Yeah. So if you really want to date, get on dating apps, start putting yourself out there. Don't complain about it. Yeah. If you're not willing to like do the things that you need to do to like put yourself out there and meet people, it's like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And I'm not saying this girl's like complaining or being like a baby or anything because that's just like a... I get it. It's like dating apps are kind of annoying and whatever. But I feel like this happens a lot where it's like, yeah, I want to do this, but I don't want to do this, this, this. It's like, okay, well, there's no shortcut. Yeah. So you just have to choose one. We don't one. have the magic answer for you. Unfortunately, I wish yeah. we did. There's a lot I of things I feel did. that way about. Because I think with dating, especially nowadays, it's like it really is either social media, dating apps, or you magically somehow meet somebody. Get like set up by a mutual yeah, friend. At like... But the only other places you're going to meet them is school, work, or church. Mm-hmm. And so if you're already doing those things and you're like, you know, maybe you could go out. I don't know. I haven't been in the dating scene for a very long time. But like if you live in the city and you want to go out, but also you have to think about what kind of people you want to meet. So it's and like- where you're going to meet those people. If you don't want to meet somebody, you don't want to be with somebody who's clubbing every weekend. Don't, don't go, go to go the to clubs the club. to meet them. You know? Definitely. So sometimes, you know, maybe go to the library. Find yourself a nerd. And there definitely could be good guys on dating apps. Like, I feel like a lot sure. of people are I, on dating apps. I know. The reason I'm saying that is because I know a lot of people who have, are very normal people who have met the person they ended up marrying on dating apps. Exactly. And they all say the same thing. I don't like dating apps. And then they get on and meet the yeah. one. Exactly. Because the other person is also like, I don't like it. You know. Yeah. You'll probably message them and be like, hey, I don't do this that often. They're like, me neither. I hate dating apps. And then you guys will go on a date and you'll be fine. But it's like actually in a, if you look at it in a different light, like actually an amazing way to meet people you would never meet anywhere. Yeah. Like what are the chances you're going to cross paths with, you know, perfect people all the time? It's just not always the case. Right. Dating apps are really actually a great tool if yeah. used correctly. Yeah. If you used to hook up. (laughs) Okay. Hi, besties. I'm struggling with the aftermath of a breakup from my boyfriend and wanting to see him and talk to him, even though I know it's for the best. Help. 
Wait, sorry. I was reading my next one, like, a, a, and it really hooked me. So I'm going to need you to read that again. Hi, besties. I'm struggling with the aftermath of a breakup from my boyfriend and wanting to see him and talk to him, even though I know it's for the best that they broke up. Help. Okay, well, we were just talking about this, and I actually read this in a book that it's called The Art of Seduction. And one of the things that you do to, like, get people to like you is you constantly put yourself back in their mind somehow. So you're posting on social media. You're hoping they see your story. You want your name to be brought up around them at some point because the more that someone thinks about you, good or bad, the more that they have feelings for you. So I want to say block them on, like, just block, 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 block. Like you don't want to see, not for unfollow, like malicious reasons. Unfollow, mute yeah. or block. Like you need to get them out of your mind immediately. Yeah, you need to see them and hear about them the least amount of, as possible. Definitely. And give yourself It's time. like ripping off a Band-Aid. Like if you feel right about this decision and you know it's for the best deep down, cut it off. Mm-hmm. You do not need to talk to him. I can't stand, like remember in one of our last episodes, someone was like, is it okay for like, your boyfriend to be texting their ex. They're just casually friends. I'm like, absolutely not. No. Just cut it off. Cut it off. Like, there's no need. There is no need for exes in your life. There just really isn't. No. Not Unless at all. you still have feelings for them. And I will die on that hill. Totally. Well, you mean, you're like, unless you're married and still have feelings for them, then you should text them. <laughs> no, I'm saying if you're trying to stay in touch with your ex, it's because you still have feelings for them. Definitely. Like, what other reason is there? Exactly. There's just no need. No need. Okay, this is the this is the one I this was hooked on. This is the hook on, line. And it was scaring me. Last week at school, I hooked up with my teacher, and <gasps> I really like him, but he said I couldn't tell anyone. What I, what do I do? I'm a legal age, okay. but it still feels like I'm doing something wrong, and I do like him. Advice, please. <gasps> if you're 18 in high school, call the cops. Like, that is not okay. Are you in college? Because she didn't say college or high school, so it, I'm a little worried she's in high school and she's 18. It depends... If you're in college or high school, and it depends how big the age gap is. Also, I think if I'm correct, in college, you're also not supposed to have relations with your professor. I'm sure you're not. Well, it's like worrying legally. It's worrying me that he's telling you and he can't tell exactly. anyone. That's sketching me out. Exactly. Um, I don't really know the legal parts of this, but it doesn't, some, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, so. something ain't sitting right with me. I really need more context I because know. if he's like 40 and you're 18, that's going to be a no from me. Run. Also, I don't like this that the media has done. Sometimes they will romanticize like teacher-student relationships. Like glorify it. Yes. And it's it makes it like look, seem normal and like, ooh, mysterious. And Edgy. it's not okay ever. No. So just, I don't know exactly what you do necessarily, but never do it again. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I don't it's think this not, is a good situation. It's not a good start to relationship regardless. No, no. Anyone who also is like, we have to keep it a secret. It's just not a good That's a red flag number one. That is a red flag. Yeah, we do need more context though. Yeah. How did you know you were ready to get engaged and married? I've been with my boyfriend for over six months now, and I know I love him and can see my life with him, but my anxiety and imposter syndrome always makes me question everything. My advice would be don't rush it. I don't, like, six months is not that long. I mean, I say that. Mm -hmm. I literally got married after. Well, the thing is, sometimes when you know, you know. So it sounds like maybe you're feeling like that. But we also always have intrusive thoughts of, like, self-sabotaging thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I think it's hard because we don't have that much context. But you have to know the difference between a gut feeling of, like, maybe this isn't right and self-sabotaging thoughts that, 
have nothing to do with the reality of the situation. If that yeah. makes sense. I also need to know how old you are. Yeah. Because and if, he, if you guys if are both feeling like it, again, it's like when you guys know, you know. So again, you don't need to necessarily like get a date and get everything rolling as fast as possible. But yeah. Yeah. I think I don't have enough information for this one. Yeah. I would need to know your ages because I think that actually does make a difference. Like yeah. if you're in your 30s sure. or if you're like even 28 or something versus if you're 18 writing this, my advice would be very different for you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think like anxiety is very normal. Like I remember even when I was getting married, not having like anxious, bad thoughts at all, but being shook that I'm like, wait, this is like, this is forever. I am committing yeah. to forever. It's very normal to be like a For little sure. shook by that and be like, whoa, I am like really doing this. But that being said, I do feel like when you're with the right person, you have like an overwhelming sense of peace and like you do feel that sense of like, you know, mm -hmm. so just pay attention to your yeah. gut, I guess. My foot's asleep. It's the worst. My foot is so bored of this episode. It fell asleep. <laughs> how do I be a good friend to someone who's struggling? Like when you ask them, how are you? And they honestly say, not good. I want to be there for them and be supportive. But if I'm doing really great, I don't know how to like cheer them up, you know? Please hit me with your... <laughs> please hit, please me. hit me. Please hit... <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the word with is not in there. So it's, uh, I'm trying to read it. But please hit me with your best advice, girls. Okay, this sounds like it was possibly written by a 12-year-old, but, <laughs> but the, the lingo of it, it's like, um, what I'm guessing is you're trying to say here is like, when you are asking your friend how they are, they're like, I'm actually not good, but you're happy you don't know how to relate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure what the, about this one. I feel like that is the best case scenario is when someone's very honest with you. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like it's worse when you're like, you feel the sense that your that friend's not, not doing well. And you're like, how are you? And they're like, I'm good. And they lie. Mm -hmm. To me, if they're like, I'm not good, it like gives you a chance to be like, oh, what's wrong? Like, yeah. and really talk through things. Well, first of all, I'll tell you what not to do. You don't really need to give them advice because most people don't want advice. I just like saw this thing on Instagram and I reposted it on my story because I feel like people myself included, just need to remember that most people, when they're like venting about their problems, specifically when it's in like a friend situation or a loved one situation and, and you're not a professional at, you know, something right. and they're not coming to you for advice, they don't want specific advice. Like they, they might even ask for it, but what they really, and what is most helpful to most people is having the space to be heard and validated because most of us know what we need to do to fix it. Right. And there's really not much other people can do to fix our problems most of the time. Yeah. Especially when it's emotional or mental or so something like that. I agree. I was saying the other day that, I mean, that's very true. I think all anyone really wants is to be validated in how they mm -hmm. feel. And like, sometimes maybe it's not like good to validate certain people and how they feel. I don't know. It's like maybe a case by case basis. But I was saying like, I also, we kind of talked about this on a recent episode ish. Like, I can move on a lot faster from something if I like voice something that I'm like anxious about. And if someone really validates me and they're like, wow, yeah, I totally understand why you feel that way. And they just like talk with me. Mm -hmm. I can like move on a lot quicker and be like, oh, I feel like a weight is lifted. But if someone is just like, oh, I mean, it just think about how much worse it could be. Like, yeah, then I'm like, okay, you just now that you didn't validate me, like I'm now I still don't feel heard. I don't feel heard. And now I'm like searching for more ways to like make you understand that like I'm feeling this way. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm just more annoyed now. No, for sure. Which isn't anyone else's problem necessarily, but it's just the way I feel. No, definitely. And I think that's how you can be like a really good friend and a really good listener in general and make people feel comfortable is val and validating somebody doesn't even necessarily mean in this context, I guess, agreeing with them and like telling them that they're 100% right. I feel like validating to me at least means like validating their, that they feel that That way. Their experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't, yeah, exactly. You don't have to say you are like, yes, you're right. He's, you know, whatever, whatever. Like you definitely should be sad or you definitely, whatever. It's like, I understand understand that you feel that way. Yeah. I understand that you're feeling that way. And you know, I can see why this might hurt your feelings or whatever. Yeah. As soon as someone says that to me, I'm just instantly like, you know what? I'm good. Totally. (laughs) It's actually not that big of a deal and I can fix it on my own. So for sure. I agree. And letting people know that they can talk to you. Like letting her know your friend. Definitely. Like, I don't know what you. you're going through, but if you want to talk, like I'm here to listen. Like why why do you think you're so upset or what's not going right, you know? Definitely. Athletic Greens. Okay, guys, if you have not tried out Athletic Greens, they have this powder, this greens powder. That's basically you just have one scoop of it in some water. I prefer to have ice in mine so it's a little bit colder. And with one scoop of this stuff, in water. You are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. So this is a product you can seriously use every single day, every single morning. You can add it into your morning routine. I love it, especially because it doesn't taste like a nasty version of a green juice. It doesn't taste like vegetables. It has a very mild flavor, but it's kind of a little bit tropical. Like I said, I like mine more cold because it tastes even better to me that way. So tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. So AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Also, your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is super important. We've mentioned this before to add in, especially during these winter months when we're not getting as much sunlight. So it is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, has no nasty chemicals, artificial crap in there. It supports better sleep, mental clarity, so much stuff. It also is going to cost you less than $3 a day. It's investing in your health and it's cheaper than, you know, your coffee habit. It's also cheaper than getting all of these millions of different supplements. You know, you're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. It's also a climate-neutral certified company, which we love to see. And it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash what we said. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash what we said to take ownership over your health and pick up the daily nutritional insurance. Okay. Hello girls. As a new freelancer, I have struggled setting time to work slash enjoy my personal life. Wake up at 6am with no problem, do my morning routine, but Then I realize I work from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Any tips on how to balance work slash personal life when you are your own boss? I'm new to this and I need help. No tips. Yeah. (laughs) Let me know when you figure it out. I mean, this is a huge struggle. I think there's obviously so many pros to being your own boss and it's really can be incredible, but there are also some cons that come along with it. And one of those cons is that 
you are in charge of everything. Mm -hmm. If you're your own boss and you're running your own business, there is no one there that you're answering to that's making your schedule like it's all on you and it can get stressful for sure. Like, Mm -hmm. especially when things get busier, it's like it is literally all on you. So I don't know. I think just kind of intentionally, like something that I've done recently, and it depends on what season I'm in because like this time of year actually is the busiest for like work stuff for me. And I know for a lot of other people too. So sometimes I can't always stick to this exactly. Like for instance, right now it's like 8 p.m. and we're podcasting, Mm -hmm. which I'm fine with because I love podcasting, but it is work technically. Mm -hmm. But for me, I try like something simple you can start with is putting an end time to work and being like, okay, I'm committing to being done with work at by five or six. And then that helped me a lot because I would also work till like 10 p.m. So I would work until I got in bed. And I just realized I'm like, I just need a little bit of buffer time to like have a nighttime routine and like watch a show with Leif or read some of my book to kind of just wind down and live a life other than working. Yeah. And so that's something that I've committed to is like stopping work. I try to stop around five or six and then I'll like do a nighttime routine where I'll shower, do my skincare, get ready for bed. And like I said, watch a show or read or something. And that to me is like, or go to the park with lady. That gives me a little bit of separation. Mm -hmm. Um, That's like a first step that I took. And I mean, you can get very granular with it and be like, have like your whole day set out. Like you, I think another good thing that I don't really do yet, but I would love to do is taking a break in the middle of the day to kind of break up your day. Like a lunch break. Like a lunch break. Because sometimes I don't take lunch breaks. Like I will just work, I will eat at my computer and I just continue mm-hmm. working. And then I realize I'm like, that's not even normal. Most people have lunch breaks. So you just need to cut yourself some slack, kind of get into a routine where you intentionally set aside time to have to yourself so that you're not just like a work machine. Yeah. Because it that's gets old. Advice. Trust me. It's fun to like grind and like work hard. Don't get me wrong. Like I... You guys know I always say I'm a workaholic and I actually love my job. But at you love a the certain idea point, of grinding. You love being seen <laughs> grinding, but you don't love grinding. Okay. <laughs> actually, not false. <laughs> Facts. Um, I think that's great advice. And you know what? I just thought of as you were saying that, that when you do set a time, like five or six that you stop, I feel like it helps you get stuff done faster. Because if you just have like, oh, I have the rest of the time for the, the you rest know, of the day, the rest of my life to get this done. You just kind of have an open schedule. And so you'll like push things off until later. But if you know, like I'm going to be done at five, I got to hurry and get this done. Yeah. Um, maybe you'll get things done faster on your to-do list. Like, okay, I got to like be more efficient with my time. Yeah. I definitely try and treat my job sometimes as a nine to five mm-hmm. because I know people love to clown on influencers and be like, oh, they do? Like, try having, yeah. Have you experienced <laughs> that yet? Um, like, oh, try having a nine to five job. Don't get me wrong. I am not saying, do not take what I'm saying out of context. I do not think being an influencer is harder than every nine to five job. Let me make that very clear. But what I, the only thing I'm saying is like, for me, I work longer than nine to five, mm-hmm. pretty much every single day. Yeah. And so I've actually been trying to treat my job as a nine to five where I work literally nine to five mm-hmm. because a lot of times I work from seven or 8 a.m. till literally 8 p.m. Yeah. Which I know other people, you know, have extra hours too. I'm just saying like, sometimes it's just nice to be like, when you are your own boss to have a bit of a schedule and be like, yeah yeah, I need to start at this time, have a lunch break and end at five. It just makes things a little more organized. For sure. You know, what's so gross too in this day and age is that I feel like a, actually a lot of 
even, you know, uh, office, corporate nine to five jobs. It's like they come home at five and they still have work to do. Like I know so many yeah. people, I'm like friends and family, like my parents are teachers and they literally no work from home and, and grade papers all night. Or like yeah, they so coach and, and it's just like, oh my gosh. Never like, ends. The, I, feel, I feel the same way. I feel like a lot of jobs are like that where you don't ever just get demand to shut so off. Much. I'm like, we all need to relax a little bit and yeah. enjoy life. We're just like everyone in America just works, works, works. For sure. I agree. And it does not need to be glorified. Like I definitely feel yeah. like I was a part of that problem like a few years ago where I kind of glorified hustling. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, ew, yeah. that's not even a fun life to live. No. It's like, if you're not enjoying life and like doing fun things, who cares about all your achievements? Yeah. Like, it's really not that cool. Yeah. You're not that cool, you guys. So stop working. This is my last one. I have recently been trying to put myself out there more. <laughs> Why? Why are you mad? Because <laughs> we just, like, we just talked about this. Okay, stay tuned. Here comes the excuses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But- yeah. To put myself out there more when it comes to dating. And it has been really fun to meet new people and hang out with guys. But I have noticed that I catch the ick with just about every guy. Okay. This okay. is valid. This, this is valid. Is- <laughs> like, it's bad. I'm not sure if it's my brain's way of coping with my outrageous fear of commitment or if old Navy flip-flops and jeans are as handy as I make them out to be in my head. They are. No, they are. You're but I need not. help. <laughs> Tips on how to prevent catching the ick and running away from solid good men. You're not going to catch the ick on the right guy with the right guy. Yeah. And I, also, there could be, um, I mean, if you're kind of maybe answering your own question by saying like, oh, maybe it's my outrageous fear of commitment. Because like I said, self-sabotaging thoughts do exist mm-hmm. where you could have an initial you know, attraction to a guy, you're hanging out, it's, everything's great. And then maybe there's like a small ick and you're like, oh, that's going to really start to bug me. And go on a few dates. Yeah. I would say give it time. Ride it out. Give them three dates. If you're still feeling the ick. Yeah. And it depends sayonara. how big the ick is. And it also depends like how the pros and cons. It, it there's depends one on little thing. How fixable the ick is. Like we can maybe deal with the flip-flops. Yeah, we can fix the we flip-flops. We can fix the flip-flops. Give them like, time. You can change their style. Can we fix like... <laughs> The cringe jokes he tells and like how he oh, laughs. Yeah. No, no. So therefore, goodbye. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm really. Can you change him? <laughs> can you change so. him to be what you want him <laughs> yeah. to be, and manipulate him into yeah. that? If not, eh. yeah. Give it time. Go on a few dates. Because, but to me, I'm like, it's very unlikely that you're gonna get the ick for the person that you end up with. The problem does not arise when you get like icks from like good guys. The problem arises if you start noticing you have absolutely no icks with horrible men. 100%. You know, you know what I mean? It's oh, like yeah. this girl is telling you like, oh, this guy likes Except me. Except the bare minimum. Yeah, he he's a multimillionaire. He's so kind and sweet to my family. He's nice to his mom. Like he has a dog and he, you know, it's just like the perfect man. Um, but he, uh, I don't know. He likes Star Wars. So it's like kind of an ick to me. And then they go after like this guy who's a total loser who literally has like never washes his hair, has like. Literally has had the same bedding from since 1992, never washes it. Yeah. Is mean to his mom. Maybe doesn't even talk to his mom anymore. Is mean to you. And they're like, I've seen nothing wrong with him. I'm like, that's when the problem arises. That's when the problems do arise. It's yeah. very valid to have icks. Yeah. But let's really internalize, like, let's really get deep with that and sit with that and, <laughs> and really think about it. And really feel that. Mm-hmm. Really think about these icks on a deep level. And um, I, will, I, will, I will 
<laughs> I will um, give you some hope and tell you that my little sister was like this, where she would go on like so many dates with guys and she would always be like, I just get so icked out by them like so fast. And then she, maybe we'll have to have them on and then talk about their like love story at some point. But she is married now. And I think she said- You had the ick with him? No, I think she said like when I first met him, he was the one guy that I was like, wait, like I'm not annoyed. Like I actually would (laughs) like to spend like more time with this guy. Hmm. But- yeah, I I, I, could um, be developed, that up. I developed a new ick for Leif recently. <laughs> it's only it's actually my only ick with him. And that's when he plays <laughs> video games. Ick. Like on his phone, he plays this game. And don't get it twisted, ladies. I, I say this straight to his face that it's an ick. Yeah. He'll um pl- be playing video games, be so into it and like so passionate and be like, oh, we got him, we got him. And I'm like, you are giving me the ick. Like that is the most Aww. unattractive thing you can do. He's like passionate about something. I'm like, ew. No, no, I was going to say, there's I li- something about it. I literally do that when I'm playing video games. So I would give you, you would the give me as the well. Ick as well. No, it's so funny. I don't even care that he plays. He doesn't even play video games that often. He plays yeah. this one game on his phone. And it's just so funny. Like, I think I was telling you, we were watching this. This is what's giving the ick. We, me and you were watching <laughs> yeah. the Suns game and he was playing that game. All yeah. the boys were playing. They were like screaming at each other. And I'm like, yeah. you guys are actually icky. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> Icky. I'm just like, screaming. I okay. I know. Other than that, I have no icks with my husband. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, last one. I need boy advice real bad. I have this friend who's a boy. We have been friends for years. I'm talking You men. like him. I'm talking <laughs> met in the ninth grade, and now we are 23. No surprise here, but I caught feelings for him and have had these feelings for multiple years now. He goes to school about two hours away, but every time he's in town, we hang out and chat for hours and have the best time. Do I tell him? I don't want to ruin our friendships, friendship since he's basically my only friend <laughs> with a kissy face and a peace sign. What do I do, ladies? Love all the what we said, fam. Tell him. Tell him immediately. Life's too short. Tell him that you have feelings for him and see where it takes you. Mm-hmm. The thing Listen, about even this if is, you start dating someone else, like, sorry, you're not going to be best friends anymore. Exactly. And here's the thing also is I feel like it's better to just be brutally honest and potentially ruin a friendship or change a friendship a little bit than be friends but always have this on the back of your mind. To me, that's almost like not even a real friendship. Like, if yeah, in that's the back deceitful. Of, <laughs> Like, you are very dishonest. <laughs> no, I think having that in the back of your head that you like him while you're hanging out with him can't be like no. super enjoyable. It's like you just have this big thing on your mind the whole time you're hanging out with him, but you never yeah. tell him. To me, that's just like not fun. For sure. You know what I hate is in certain shows, I feel like there's always that couple like Jim and Pam where it's like the tension is there for seasons on seasons and you're just always rooting for them. But you know what? The show always gets bad. After they finally get together, it just becomes so boring. So what are you telling her not to get no, together? No, this has with nothing him? to do with her. I, it just reminded me of this this um, philosophy I had. Like anytime there's a show that you're like, oh, I want these two people to get together. Well, it's just the buildup of it. And then, yeah, the and then once they get together, I'm always like, I'm bored. Like I'm done with the show. We're like, so basically life is going to get very stale once <laughs> yeah. you finally open up to him. It's literally her soulmate. So maybe do keep lying to him. Keep things spicy. Here's the thing. That's happened to people I know where they've been like, we have this attraction. Like we've known each other for years. Yeah. And then they finally get together. They literally get married. Yeah. So it's like, what? what you're going to miss out for? on your soulmate because you're, you're just scared like of- scared. And it's like you said. Because you're scaredy cat. <laughs> it's like you so mean to this girl. <laughs> it's like you said, if you 
marry someone else, you're not going to be friends with this guy anyway. You're not going to be best friends with this guy for the rest of your life if you marry someone else. It's just not really that realistic. Yeah. So. Like, if you tell him you like him, he's like, no, the feelings are not mutual. You can move on and date someone else and then you won't be friends anyways. Exactly. So. Okay, well, that was it for our bonus advice episode, you guys. Thank Merry you for writing Christmas. In. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We love you guys so, so much. Have a beautiful week. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Bye.